Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's goody, everybody? I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And I'm your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where the streets, streets and politics meet. We've got an action-packed action show today. Packed. Lots of information, things you need to know, places you need to go. People, people you, you need, need to see. Hey, let's <laughs> yeah, talk no, about it. We, we got to add that on the show. That, we we got to do, do that, that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. But there's a lot happening in our show this week. And first of all, let's just start off by thanking all of you. Yes. Um, thank you so much for making for, us the number one show. We're, it's in our minds. We're going to be there for number sure. One show. But we're speaking it into existence. That's right. Every time, but number I'm one show. I'm getting calls from folks, and I know you've been saying the same. Um, some who, my sister Sharon, she critiques every week. We had a hair wasn't in place. We didn't say the right things. But then she'll be like, but overall, it was good. And she no. watches it every week. So if the show doesn't, it's not up on any platform on time. Sharon Denise Mallory, she knows it. She ain't going to play about this. She man. does not play. She, she definitely don't play, play about her, my son, and her Tamika. That's, That's right. out. Shout out to Sharon. And I know for you, people have been saying they want to see more topics about what's happening like in the street. Like, yeah, you like, know, we got, I'm a work, we working on some street things. We're working on some music. You know, I want to bring like conscious rappers that are dope. They have good music. Like, we're working on some things that yeah. we want to incorporate What's the into. guy's name from Cleveland? I love him. Oh, my boy Connie's son, man. Can we please just get him on? We can bring Connie's son. Yo, he's one of the dopest artists, like the dopest artist in the game. And he's underground. We're about to be working on a project together. So, shout out to Connie's son from Cleveland. We're going to get him in our artist spotlight. You know, we, we want all artists, right? Because there's this... False narrative. False narrative. Mm -hmm. There you go. I knew it was a narrative. I just wanted to make sure I said it right. False narrative that if you're not industry and you're not, you know, in the commercial music industry, that somehow you're failing. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of musicians that are underground, that have not had commercial success, that have an impact on so many lives. So we want to be able to highlight those, That's you know, up. and give you our platform. That's what's so. up. But, you know, again, we're grateful because I've been hearing from people who are like, 
you know, I'm listening to the show every week. I see the growth. We are trying to grow. We started out. I know for me, I was nervous. Probably why that's why I procrastinated, if you will, with doing the show for so long. I knew it was something that I wanted to do with this podcast. And thank God we have a team that kept pulling us along and you kept talking crazy to me, telling me that I was playing myself for not jumping in head first, um, you know, into the podcast space. But over time, I learned that if you don't tell your stories, other people will tell it for you. And we really did need to have a space where we could talk about our issues, talk about the issues, and allow folks to come and bring information to our audience. It doesn't matter to me, which it does, but it doesn't, but it does, but it doesn't. If there's 500 people that are listening in, those 500 people need information that they may only be looking for from us. And they're going to give it to 500 more and, people. And, and that's exactly right. You know, they're going to, in grow. fact, they, they, 500 people can reach millions because people talk to folks in their families, their homes, their jobs, their, you know, their communities. And so I'm proud of us of what we are continuing to do with street politicians and how it's growing. And I do believe it's going to be number one. It is number one. It's number one, one show. Number sure. one podcast in the world. For Make sure. sure you keep tuning in. Shout out to the Black Effect Network yes. and iHeartRadio and iWoman TV. iWoman TV, Cat Trigg, and the whole team giving us over these opportunities. TV. Listen, man. Opportunities. It's family first for me, man. It's the family first for me. I hear that. I hear that. So I was thinking. You was thinking. Because, you know, the last few weeks I've been trying to, I've, I've eased up a lot on socials and just, again, as I said, reflecting and thinking and, and what have you. what have you. And it's okay. It happens to each and every one of us. And if it doesn't, if you don't take time to reflect on everything, you know, someone said to me the other day, like, wow, you know, uh, you, 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 you go through so much and, and I know you must be beat down and whatever. And then we do get beat down sometimes, but I, I, I had a different response and I'm so proud of my own growth and maturity mice, because I said to the young lady, I said, you know, it's funny that for the first time in my life, I'm actually grateful to God for even the trials and tribulations because I've already seen over time how every single time that I go through something, it's really just the next level coming, right? Like, and and that's been every single solitary time. And the thing about it is that I have learned to trust God so much that I know that he's going to do the same thing this time that he and did the last more. time, and right? Even more. At least the same, right? That he did the last time. So it's a space where, but, but the only problem is that so many of us lack the willingness to sit still and obedience, right? We lack it. And I, and sometimes I'm, I'm disobedient. And I think when I'm disobedient, that's when uh, all kinds of anxiety and troubles get into me because I'm not following what I know is right. I worry too much about trying to please everybody because, you know, that's my... That's my daily mission is how can I please the world? Can't do that. No. So, but I was thinking, as as I was sitting, I'm like, man, I just read people's things and I listen to stuff. People call me, they're my friends and my family. They be like, oh, you know what happened? They said, and this and that. And, And I said, you know what? Are you gullible or dumb? If you hear something from a source that you don't know, that you can't trust, you don't know if you can trust them, and then you go and spread it as fact. Wow. That's 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 so deep, right? Because I had this this problem, right? 
So, you know, I, I'm used to being attacked on Instagram, being called all type of names. And people, I, there's a new thing where people get their whole YouTube pages started off of me and you. Oh, right. Like, there are people who have gained 300 to 400,000 followers wow. just talking bad about me and you, nothing else. <laughs> right? They don't have anything else to no talk about. Content. There's over 30, 40. But you get paid page. for that, right? They get paid for it. So I'm just saying, but on YouTube, which I'm not, I'm, I don't know how to navigate yeah. YouTube at all. But you get paid. They monetize it. You monetize yeah, they say, YouTube. You click the link and so you and actually donate. making money off of talking about somebody right. else and using people's names that you don't really know yep. and really have had very little bit of conversation Any with. Conversation Sounds with somewhat them. like what they say we do. Yeah. But I'm glad that they're able to. If 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 my life can provide. Food on your table, then, use it however you need so to So the, the issue, so I'm not mad at that, but it became an issue when it's somebody that I've known for years, right? Mm. When you have a 20 plus year relationship, which you think is a friendship, and they go to Instagram and they go to YouTube, you know, they start a podcast and they utilize your name and start calling you out your name. Mm. Start calling you frauds. But maybe they just think you fuck. No, but that, but that's what I'm trying to say, right? It's it just only exposes the truth. Cause I was having this con we was just having this conversation a minute ago. When you decided that somebody that you never heard of, right, said something negative about me. And you know me, you got my phone number, you didn't call and say, Hey Mice, somebody just said something. This disturbed me. Is it true? Just get my side of the story. Even if you don't agree or believe the you know the grace that you should give somebody that you know is the acts. And say, hey, is this true? Mm. That didn't happen, right? So I was so taken back. And what happened was people started jumping on that train like, yeah, you're right. I'm glad you're they saying this. Was on that so train. it's, and that's what it is, is that, like I said, you know, we said you, we've accidentally posted things that we didn't fact check and had to say, oh, you know what? We made a mistake. We made a mistake. But the reason why we posted those things because they already supported what we felt from the beginning, mm. right? We would never just jump to post something about something that we already didn't believe, right? Mm. So what happened is you realize that after 20 years, this person always felt this way about you, mm. right? And they just needed something to to give them the energy and give them reason. To, they didn't need no facts. They and didn't have, God forbid you ever make a mistake. Oh, you oh, can't make no that. a mistake. Yes, they love that. You, gotta, you they better love be perfect. That. They, oh, man. Man, you better be perfect. They'll, you pay, they'll pay people. Say, look, he, he made a mistake. Look, he said the... And he he put a Y there yeah. instead of the. It said thy. You know, so Lord this is, God. This is what we deal us. with. So. And that's what that I think, I mean, I don't know. It's like I guess there's always been gossip. There's always been these things. But I do think that we all have to be responsible for more research. And I certainly have been challenged and checked a number of times where I ran to support something or I shared some information and I was wrong. You know, and so when I say, are you gullible or dumb, I guess in those instances, I was being a little bit more gullible, but it's a little bit of both. Yeah, it's both, man. And, and it's, it's bias. Like biased. I just said, it's, it's not. It's both. Was I being biased? I have to think about that. It is because when you post anything on your page, mm -hmm. it supports a notion that you have. You you would never post anything that goes disaccording to what you already believe without doing fact checks. 
Because if you see something, you're going to be like, word, they said this? Let me check because... Let me check. Let me check because I don't really believe that anyway. You're right. going to do some research. You're going to Google. You're going to go to you know, places that you know the information is fact. And if you don't see it on none of these places where you know that they get factual information, then you're not going to post it. You're not going to support it. You know, So when people decide that just merely a person on Instagram that you never met, so a person on YouTube that you never met can say something, that you cannot back up with evidence. They ain't got no receipts. They ain't got no facts. They don't have, you can't fact check nothing they said. And you take it at face value. You have to ask yourself, are you gullible? But did, well, okay, so, okay, let's let's look at it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I, I heard, I know uh, Miss Laura. And Miss Laura doesn't like or trust certain people. And mm -hmm. so she talks about them all the time. And I actually like how she speaks. I, I like the things that she says. She seems to be authentic to me. And she's saying something. And I believe that maybe what Miss Laura is saying is true, mm -hmm. right? So what's the next step? Because if I'm only hearing from Miss Laura and she's giving, saying all these things and making it sound really, really good, do I therefore have a responsibility to go to the other side of the equation, especially when it's about serious business, and say, hey, this is what I've heard. What do you have to say about it? And it's a tricky thing because we're most people are not inclined to talk to folks who come at them a certain way one and two people who seemingly are they already believe it and they really are just trying to antagonize you but i think that when people come to you genuinely trying to understand do we therefore have a responsibility do they have a responsibility to ask you and do you have a responsibility to answer well you know what it is i think it's um subjective, right? I think if somebody comes to you who you value and you b believe that they come with authentic just energy, yeah, energy yeah. and they really want to inquire and they want you to give them an answer because they've heard something else, that's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I have no problem. That's why you go, like, yo, you go back. No, I have no problem with engaging people because these are people who follow you on these platforms. These are people that either believe in you, they're fans to some degree, and even a hater is a misguided fan, right? So, Sometimes you got to educate a hater because I've turned haters into fans. I've heard, I've turned people who's like, yo, I didn't like you at first. I thought this, and then I started I listening that. to you, and then I realized that you was the truth. So I understand that happens. So you have to make a determination based on how the person addresses you about the information. Because he said, yo, such and such said this. I know that ain't true. Man, is it true? Give me some information. And you have to make a determination. Do I believe that this person is worth me giving? You know? that information or, or explaining something to, do I mind? Or am I okay with that person believing whatever they hear? Mm. You know, and I think us as leaders and we having people following us, I think the world deserves certain explanations, especially when it's something that, you know, goes in conflict to what it is that we say that we represent, right? So if, if the other person can't present receipts and it's just left on face value, and we don't give them anything to combat that information, then we can't be mad if that's what they believe in, mm. right? Especially if they're looking for something to combat that information. If, if you just leave it out there and you say, I'm not going to even respond, and there's nothing to even... Right, get. right. And that's true, because I, I contemplated recently whether or not I should respond to false allegations against me 
And I decided that one, especially when it's connected to us organizationally and our our business every day, that it's not a good idea to have or, or that it doesn't benefit us to have one side of a story in the media because people Google things and when they Google your name, these things come up and there needs to actually be a response so that folks can see the balance and make a determination of what it is that they believe. And there is, of course, for some people will say, well, you know, uh, the people who are with you are with you, but you have new people every day who are trying to get to know you and they get to know you based upon your profile, based upon p things they read, things that they hear. So it's always important for me that on certain issues, especially when they're very serious allegations or serious conversations to make a statement that allows people to find where you, where your voice is, and then again, make their own determinations. And so. I think, I think for us is important because we've always been vocal. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. We've so always been vocal. We always use our platforms. Speaking. We always talk about things that we believe in and don't believe in, and we've been vocal. So when somebody attacks you with things that are vital and you become silent, then it, it gives. Because that's not what we do. Exactly. We never have. I, I don't get silent. So, I'm always talk. Yeah. So you know, I guess that's what that is. That's so. what it is. Yep. So as we always say, we have a lot of friends. Whole lot. Of that, and people probably think we are uh, what we play favoritism with our friends, but we do. our friends that we do. We that's do. okay, right? That's why we got a show so we can bring our friends on. Oh, show. so I don't have to feel bad you about it. You should never feel bad. Oh, okay. So then this is my friend. <laughs> that's right. So I am so uh, proud today to bring to the street politicians family because I feel like of the guests that we've had. You know, you want to talk to more people that you don't necessarily agree with. I don't like to give clowns space on my platform. It got to be a balance. But there needs to be a balance. And there are some people who we don't agree with that are not clowns. So those are the ones I want you to find. Yeah. The ones that we can respectfully disagree. disagree. So when you find those people, let That's me know. I'm down to do it. Um, but... I think it is a family of people who are coming together with different ideas. And as we grow and as this show continues to grow, we want to bring the type of content that makes people feel like they're learning something. Mm -hmm. And I certainly have learned from this uh, next guest, this young lady, um, who, you know, among a lot of things, she's like super fly, super amazing. Um, and also, she's an author and her book really sort of sums up, the title of her book sums up why she's on here today and what we need to be doing more of with our time when we're on social media. And that is from mopping floors to making millions on IG. Mm. My sister, Ronnie Brown, is joining us today. Hi, Ronnie. How are hey. you, Queen? Thanks, you guys, for having me. How did you transition from mopping floors to making millions on IG? Well, it did. It wasn't an overnight thing. Let me make sure I please say that because people be thinking everything is overnight. Yeah, I'm not one for fluff. I'm one for you know real transparency. So this was something that happened over the course of probably about five to six years when I really learned how to monetize social media. I was a janitor. Um, I grew up in the projects of Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. um, I had my son at 16 years old. I dropped out of college. Um, all of the people that were around me were hustling, selling drugs in the streets, doing that, all that kind of stuff. And I decided that I was going to go in a different direction. And it was primarily based on all of the odds that were stacked against me. You know, when you have a teen 
a mom and you have a kid young, everyone's already telling you like, oh, you're going to fail. You're going to be on welfare. You're going to do this. So it kind of pushes you to go in a different direction. And I was really determined to figure out how to make some money. And honestly, I started off on Facebook and I used Facebook to sell handmade products that I was making in my home. That's how I started my first business. And the reason why I started on Facebook is because I could not afford to have a website built. Mm. I could not afford to have a graphic designer build a website. And I figured out how to go to PayPal and y'all this gonna tell how old I am y'all. So, you know, don't judge me, but I figured out how to go to PayPal. And I don't know if y'all remember this, but back in the day, you could go to PayPal and you could take PayPal buttons Mm -hmm. and you could could take the link from the button and then you could paste it and it would generate a buy now button. And then paste the buy now buttons on Facebook. And I would make these products in my home because I had gotten fired from my job. Mm. And I said, after that, I'm like, man, I'm not going to continue to allow people to be able to tell me when I can make money. And I'm not going to keep going through this, this, this cycle. Because another thing people don't really talk about is um, being a mom in corporate America and the lack of grace that is given for mothers who have children who have to have to do daycare and doctor's appointments and school activities and conferences. So I was sick at that point. And I got on social media and I started plugging those buttons. And I went from hustling on Facebook to hustling on Instagram. And it just took off from there. I have two things. The first thing is, do you mean to tell me that getting fired from your job wasn't the end of your life? Like, I just can't believe it. You know what I'll tell you guys? Um, When we are in the midst of the fire, we think that we're just going to burn up and it's over, right? right? But when you get out of the fire, you look back and you say, man, this had to light me up. Like Mm. I I had to literally get lit for a second for me to figure out ways to become creative. And getting fired from my job to some people was the worst thing that could probably happen to them. But honestly, um, I, I feel like our success is in our sacrifices. And I feel like me getting fired, it was a sacrifice that I had to make and it pushed me uh, right into my purpose and I needed it. So, I mean, I'm being sarcastic, but you know, there are some people who, first of all, losing your job when you need your money is very, very serious. So I totally respect that. But I also have lived long enough to understand that sometimes you don't need that job anyway right? Like it's just, it's time to move on. And I think what you're speaking to is exactly that. You really, it was time for you to step into your own. It was time for that boost. Um, and losing your job probably is what set you on the right path, right? But what was the first product that you sold on Facebook? It was a beauty product. I created a beauty company and it's so crazy because now I'm also the CEO of um, Holistic, which is a clean self-care beauty brand. I have two companies, Girl CEO, which is a community for women in business. And then I have Holistic, which is a self-care company that we actually have clean products. But people don't know that me relaunching and building Holistic was me coming back to my initial business that failed, mm, which was wow. originally called um, Amor Monet. And if you hashtag Amor Monet or you Google Amor Monet, you will literally see pictures of myself and my daughter at 
six years old doing vending events at tables and with t-shirts on. Um, and she was actually the only person that could help me. I needed help. And people may have thought like, oh, her kid was with her, but my daughter was with me. My daughter just turned 18 on Tuesday and she's now building these companies with me. Mm. But that was my first business. And uh, when I tell you that God's timing is perfect, uh, I'm coming back after 11 years, mm. picking back up a dream that I was not able to finance back in 2009 when I started that company. Wow. So how many children do you have? I have two boys and two girls. Oh, wow. You ain't got nobody. That, three kids, Ronnie. That's it's four. Yes. You can't count? Two boys, two girls. Yes. So, and that's my four? Kids, two and yes, two? It's four said three. all day. Well, listen. Yeah, my I'm, son, I apologize. My son will be 21 this wow. year. And my daughter turned 18 on Tuesday. And my baby girl is turning nine. That melanin hit different, don't it? It's on the 26th. That melanin hit different. I have a 15-year-old little boy that's up here uh, on top of my head in his room um, playing PS5 right now. Yes. <laughs> so you know, I am blessed. Yes, you kids. are. Let me tell you, you are blessed. Yes, you are. And I know it because it shines. you don't look like what you've been through. Well, absolutely. And it shines through. Um, just when I I met you and and just throughout all of our encounters and even you know some people when you go to their page it's like you're not sure who like it's like something is weird about the person that you see versus the work they claim they do it's just all strange but with you it's very very seamless and it's very clear that you're selling authenticity so Thanks. you transitioned over to IG what did you bring to IG and how has a platform that sometimes can be so hateful um, been successful for you? Well, I bought a few things. Um, I bought my story. That was the most important thing because uh, a lot of people, we don't really want to tell the story. And the story that I bought was uh, this story that I was once ashamed of, which was having, you know, three kids by the age of 25. That was something that just followed me growing up and everyone made fun of me for that. And, you know, I would be on welfare. I would be this. I failed. I grew up in the hood. Like I let, I, I let my life go down the drain. So that was the story, but the story wasn't just that. It was that with everything that you go through, you can overcome and you can still make the best of yourself regardless of the things that you've done um, at a young age and even uh, not looking at your children as a liability. So I don't look at my children as a liability. My children, they're, they're, they are an asset to my life, right? And I was determined to change that perspective around. So I've told people what I dealt with, even in the workplace and people not giving me grades and being able to take that time you know, off. So I showed mothers and women that you can be a mom and you can be successful and your story doesn't always have to be, you know, welfare, or even if it is, you can transition out of that, right? And you can build a business and create something that you are passionate about and monetize that thing on social media. So I came over to social media and I started to sell products. Well, I really blew up doing that, okay? Um, and I started to help other women create their companies. When I initially started, I did it for free. I did it for free for, whoo, seven, eight years. Just Please talk free. about it. 
helping women start companies, helping women build their social media followers. I would get my phone out. I would go in parks and take pictures of women. They would come to me. I would do their makeup and take pictures of them and help them build, you know, their images up a lot and then teach them how to sell and create names for their companies. But what happens is as you continue to sow seeds, it's only a matter of time before that harvest That's starts right. to come. Right. So I have to market myself. The more people I helped, they started marketing me. They started mm -hmm. sharing people. They started, you know, showing people my page and what I was doing. And it just started taking off from there. Just really serving organically serving you know everyone's like what do you bring to social media i bring servantship mm. i tell people that all the time you know there's a process people love the you know the finished product but they don't they don't love the process you know they see where you got but they didn't see what got you there you know i, I just was reading a quote that you made in the book about your parents and how they brought how our parents bring us up in fear and it extends to us you know do mm -hmm. you have were there certain fears that your parents extended to you that made you scared at first to embark on, you know, your journey? For sure. Entrepreneurship. When I quit my job, I was working for the government. You know, my mother is from the old school. Mm -hmm. In the old school, we were taught to get work for white people, right? right. Like, go to school, get an education, and go work for the white man. That's that was right. what my mother knew. So when I went to school, Okay. And I graduated from high school. I started college. I dropped out of college because I had to make a choice whether I was going to go to school, or I was going to go to work and provide for my son, who is now about to be 21 years old. I chose to go to work and make money for my son. My mother was pissed with that. But I also started to build my business. And even though, let me just stress this. I, I remember this day, as clear as yesterday. I remember sitting at a government job and, and at this point, I was making about $50,000 a month in my company, in my business. And I had so much fear inside of me based on the fear still, that my mother had yeah. instilled inside of me that I was still afraid to walk away from, this is the part you need to hear, a job that was paying me $45,000 a year. And you was mm. making $50,000 a month. But I was still paralyzed. Wow. And still operating. Paralyzed. Because, because you, my mother was saying, what are you thinking? Yeah, because because they, they made you believe that that job was some level of stability. Right. And you know, health insurance, the benefits, the benefits, the benefits honey. And you yeah, need but that. no one says, no one teaches you. I have benefits right now. I'm an entrepreneur. Exactly. I have a 401k. I have health insurance. I have dental insurance. I have investments. I have stock. Mm -hmm. I have every single thing that that job offered me on my own. So now we need to talk about financial literacy so that I could transition out of being a worker and being an owner because that's what my mother, that's all she knew. Wow. And I, I just read another excerpt where you said that you were fired after you begged them to keep you on the job. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story. I was almost nine months pregnant. Mm. I worked in a call center at Kaiser Permanente and I was broke. When I say broke, I mean a different level of broke. The broke where you go home and you smile at your kids and they don't know that you're broke, okay? Mm. You're, you, just, you just fake it with the smile, okay? But I remember going to work. I'm running late. The tags on my dad, the tags on my car are already dead, okay? So I'm taking a risk just trying to get to work, okay? I had just moved into a condo with my children. I had three kids and we were in a two-bedroom condo. All three of them were sharing a room. Okay, we were making it work. 
All right. And I remember getting there two minutes late because I was driving from DC to Virginia and the freaking call center was probably almost over an hour and a half in traffic away, but I needed the money. I was getting paid $15 an hour. Wow. And I got there two minutes late, almost due to have my baby. And the lady was going to fire me. And I got on my knees. I remember, I never forget. It was a tall white woman. She was my supervisor. And I got on my knees and I begged and I cried. It was probably the most humbling and embarrassing experience ever. I cried to this tall white woman. Almost I said, nine months pregnant. On my knees pregnant. And I said, please. I said, I need this job. I cannot go home without this job because I have bills to pay and I have children. And she said, okay, we'll give you a chance. She allowed me to work. I worked to the end of the day and did everything I needed to do. And at the end of the day, after I finished filing and closing out all of my calls, they called me in the office and she said, we have had to make a change in our decision. Today is going to be your last day. Wow. And I will never forget. Never forget that. I will never forget that because that alone just made me remember why ownership was so important. And I drove home that day with the radio turned off. And I don't know about y'all, but when you ride home and you ain't got that radio mm -hmm. on, baby, that's you, some deep thought. You and your thought. Yes. <laughs> you in the road. <laughs> yes. Deep thought. I was thinking and I told myself, I said, I am never going to put myself in a position where someone else feeding me will be my only source of income. And I went home and I looked around my house and I remember one of my mentors telling me, whenever business you start, look around your home and see what you got a lot of, because whatever you spending your money on, that's what you were really invested in. Start something in that area. Whatever you spend most of your money on, that may be the thing you need to start. And all around me was beauty products and candles and all this stuff. And I went home, I remember I had about two to $300 in my bank account and I got on Google, baby. I'm Google University. And this mm. is why I have no excuses with making a way out of no way. All yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. I, mama three, no college degree. I got on Google and I started researching how to make candles, how to make this, how to make that. And within 10 days, I had a product and I was selling it on Facebook and I was making just enough to cover my rent. And I was going out begging. My friends were going to the club. And they were partying. Ooh, I got pictures on my Instagram page and they were at the parties and I'm sitting there with a t-shirt on that says Amor Monet, holding up lip gloss, candles and all the products that I was That's making. Right. And I was selling stuff and people were laughing at me. Mm. They were laughing I at me. I bet you they're not laughing yeah. now. They they're call, coming and they're asking they me. They always laugh. That's right. They, first they laugh at you and ask you why you doing it. Then they ask you how you did it. How you did it. Ronnie, I wish we could stay with I you all I day do. too because your story is so inspiring. The business component is important, but the story of how you got there is where the real tea. That's, that's the real tea. sauce. That's that's it right there. Can you just do one uh, thing before you leave? Because I know we got to go. But can you just give a word of encouragement to all young girls and yeah. entrepreneurs who are scared right now, who at that job and they want to quit and they, they think they got it but they just scared just give them one word of advice your ancestors are there for you waiting for you to take that leap mm -hmm. we are the most valuable the most needed people that 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 are have literally walked this earth okay we are strong we have so much within us and we have to know what we have inside of us. 
we have yet to really see our true worth. And once we see that true worth, everything will change. Our data, our social media platforms, our influence, it is so valuable and we have to stop allowing people to monetize us and to leverage us and not truly get what we deserve. We are the sauce. How you all said, we are the secret sauce. So to all the women that are listening, you are so valuable. People need what you have. You have the magic. And it's time that you start monetizing yourself. Don't allow other people to see your value before you see it. Mm. Well, God bless you, Queen. Step out on That faith. is a word. Yes. I'm, I'm not even a woman, but I'm going to take that word. <laughs> Thank you, you know so much, Thank you Ronnie much, Brown. Ronnie. We appreciate you for mopping floors to Tell making millions on IG. Tell them your Instagram. Tell me your Instagram. She's at Ronnie Brown. It's at Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown. Yeah, R-O-N-N-E Brown. There's no I in Ronnie. Come and Check me out. If you listen to this episode and you love it, come tell me your aha moment. Amen. All right. Thank you, Ronnie. Appreciate we appreciate you, you so very much. Yes. Love you, sis. Love you. Love you too. Take Bye. care. Bye. Before we go to the next segment and have our special guest join, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. 
Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Ronnie is amazing. Ronnie is fine. She could, she could be a motivation. She, oh, no, she is. Okay, that's, that's what, I'm what she does. I'm, I'm motivated. Yeah, she's... Like, I'm ready to go out there and win. She, yeah, she's the truth. I feel like I could win a championship right now. Like, if I had a job, I would quit right now and be like, listen. Yeah, no. I'm going out on You do have a job. No, I'm talking about if I, I do have a job. But if I had a job that I didn't love, yeah. that I didn't, because we developed we our job. job. We created our job, though. That's true. We, did, we entrepreneurs. We created. We found what we love. We found our passion. And we didn't go to no corporation. And we didn't just get a, a desk job. And we didn't, you know, take the, the regular But little, those jobs are okay. They are okay. But I'm just trying to say, but they're not for I us I need now. me a desk job. No, nah, you don't. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. The, the world is not kind to those of us who actually are listen out to here. Me, like that's the penalties of leadership. Behind to the penalties of leadership. You only dealing with the pen, listen to me. They don't. They you ain't the first one. I, and they're gonna be the last. This is I what we got to deal with. I've realized that we are put for this exact moment in time. But they sometimes being black, yes, in America, yes, is really really hard, yeah. especially being a black person. Who's fighting for people that you also have to fight? Well, so, listen, we, we dealing with our trauma, and, and sometimes you got to whip somebody's ass. Oh Lord Jesus! I said that either in mentally, you, like it's not just physically. It's not about that. I was like, you're the peacekeeper. Yeah, sometimes. <sighs> Every now and then, you might have to whip somebody's ass. You might have to whip them mentally, not physically, but there has to be some level of whipping. Mm. Okay. And for our change maker section, my favorite. Another one of our friends. <laughs> you know, our sister. Yes. You know, yes. somebody that we, we... I don't think we're ever going to run out of friends. No, nah, we never going to... You know why? Because when you got good nature, you got good spirit, good soul, you're going to attract those same people. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, and you're progressive, and you know, and you're innovative, you're going to attract that same type of energy. When I say innovative and energetic and motivational, that is an understatement. Yes, it is. You know, we both it know, is. like, this sister gives you a call... You know it's about something that's going to be progressive. Absolutely. I've never got a call from her that didn't amount to something that was evolutionary and that was evolving and made, got me up and said, okay, what you got? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Either about a dollar, oh, she about an idea. Oh, she definitely going to get to her bag. That's and and it's crazy because her life story has always been about getting to a bag. But in this time, with this iteration of her story and her life, She's trying to turn all the skill sets that were used in bad ways, negative ways, into positive ways to help some of us. So when people say, oh, well, y'all are, you know, making money off of the, this and off the movement and blah, blah, blah. Those things are not true. But the one thing we can say is there's somebody that's our friend that does help us. That eat, knows and how that to monetize me. Our sister. Our sister, Jamila oh, T. T. Davis. Davis. And it's hey. going down. It's going down. I'm so excited about being here with you guys today on this incredible game-changing podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you How for you feeling joining. Today, you, you're a part of the street politicians family. Yes. I need like a bell or something so I can be like, so you have the family bell. <laughs> yes. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. You're at home. I can yes. see. When you're home, you work all day and night. Yes. I've been on these phones all day long, all day long, making some moves happen. Good. Good. So tell us about this 
book that you have, Built to Outlast the Storm? So Built to Outlast the Storm is the 12 points of turning a setback into a major comeback. Mm -hmm. And for me, this book is important because it's the roadmap I use to see my way out of a 12 and a half year sentence in federal prison, right? So for me, like I, I got hit so hard that I wanted to die. And some of us go through experiences in life that no one teaches us or prepares us for how are we gonna get to the other side of it? Mm -hmm. So it was important for me to create a book to help people see the glass half full instead of half empty, to see the possibilities of what can come out of any situation, even what you think is the most craziest situation. Mm -hmm. Cause usually it's in those situations that God is either working on you or about to work through you to do something amazing. So this book is all about preparing the mindset for trials and tribulations, understanding the reason for obstacles and how they can make us stronger, wiser, and better. Wow. So first we, cause we know your story. So I, I'm telling it, I'm talking to you like everybody already knows this. So you went to prison for 12 years and what did you go to prison for 12 years for? So I was like always kind of that mover and shaker in the street. I was that chick that wanted to get money by any means necessary. Um, I got into cars. I used to do a lot of stuff with a lot of rappers and entertainers with credit and cars. And I graduated from that into real estate. Um, I actually became a multimillionaire by the time I was 25 years old. I had um, controlled over $30 million worth of properties in Alpine and Saddle River, New Jersey, which is pretty much like the highest end of New Jersey. I controlled the states and I thought I had it all made until the feds kicked in the door, waved the 4-4 and all you didn't see me no more. That was just pretty much what it was. You feel me? So what was, what was your particular crime, if you will, that you were charged with? Bank fraud. Mm. So I was charged with bank fraud and conspiracy to um, defraud banks. And I was sentenced to 151 months in federal prison, which equated to me actually serving nine years behind bars in a year when I came home on house arrest. So basically I gave the feds 10 years of my life. Mm. So when did you come home? I came home in 2017. 2017. I remember that. I remember that. Remember I remember the that. first day I met you, you... You, we was at an event, and um, you was with Yandy, and I remember you had on these high heel shoes, and you, and you was like, I don't, I, I ain't walking high heels in so long. I gotta <laughs> Yo, take these off. You, you bringing me back? Cause in prison we only have steel toe boots, exactly. right? So I was trying to be cute, and actually that was the day that I met one of my faves, which is Tamika D. Mallory. Like it's crazy that we're sisters now, but Tamika is somebody I used to read about on the bunk beds of my 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 prison. You know, in the prison I was in. And I would see her in essence of Ebony as this change maker. She actually inspired me to create the movement that I created behind bars, which is women over incarcerated. So to see someone that I admired so much, and that was like the first time I ever met her, kind of wanted to be a little cute a little bit, you know, my, but my feet was definitely hurting. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely remember that day very, very clearly. Yeah, from day one, um, you know, you let me know that you were like, I'm about it. I'm, I'm a worker. Like, put me to work. I want to be a soldier in the army. And at first, I was kind of like, I don't, you know, like, why does she like me? Because, you know, I deal with insecurity issues around, you know, not feeling as important as some people have or deem me to be. And so I was kind of like, she keeps saying that she was watching me from prison. I'm like, first of all, 
how? And then second of all, why? Why me? Um, but over time, I I understood that God put us together, like the, the team that we have built over the last few years, now five years or four years, and it's it's been even a little bit longer than that for my son, myself, and, and others, that team was put together and designed by God because what we're doing together is revolutionary. It is God's work. It's amazing. I Definitely. mean, and people will say to me, I don't see you, you know, building community centers. Well, my brother, my dear brother, A.T. Mitchell of Man Up does have a community center. Other individuals that I work with are either building or have built community centers. People will say, well, you're not doing enough for our youth. You're just protesting. Well, that's not true because my sister also has the VIP Online Academy and other programs that we work with in schools with young people and I'm very much so a part of that. Well, we don't see you doing financial literacy. Well, we just had uh, some folks on the show and have other folks that we work closely with who do financial literacy work. So, you know, the, the, the issue is that we're all trying to be in our lanes, you know, right. and, and, but at the point that our lanes intersect where we may have to get in the right lane, get in the left lane, get in the turning lanes, that's where we, that's called collaboration. And mm -hmm. our collaborative efforts with you, Jamila, have been extremely powerful. So you came back and said, and let me ask you, was a part of the terms of your release that you would never be involved with like banks and housing and all yeah. of that again? <laughs> the feds got a whole hole on me, a whole, like I can't be involved in real estate. If I am, then I could go back to prison. So I had to find a whole nother career path. Um, and with the help of, you know, yourself, I, I just think that people don't know enough about you and know enough about the work that you do and the mentorship you do. Right. So um, working with you guys, I found the lane within the school system. And, you know, from there, started doing mentorship program to what we have today. And we have the VIP Online Academy, which is really in schools in all across now New York City. And now we're in New Jersey and expanding. And then with the work of Until Freedom and your team, we are creating a, a whole social justice curriculum that's about to be mandatory for school students in schools throughout the tri-state area. I mean, I just, I just think it's amazing when you look at how we come together and we form like what I call Voltron. That's right. You know, and I just want to say, I'm always amazed by you. You know, it's, it's a few people that I look at that have come home and they have evolved. Like they have, they didn't wait they didn't say, Dag, I don't have this. I got nothing. They didn't look for handouts. They didn't get mad at it. You know, yourself, my brother Wallow, you know, y'all came home and immediately just hit the streets running. You yeah. didn't wait around. And to see your success constantly, you know, and, and, you, and it became, it's because you prepared before you got to society. Mm. You know, being formerly incarcerated, I used to always tell people that. You can't go home. You can't wait till you go home to be successful. You have to prepare to come home and be successful. You have to prepare that you might not be successful. You have to prepare to fail. You have to say, yo, you know what? Everything, body's not going to say yes. The plans that I have might not go right, but I'm not going to stop. Right. You have to make up your mind that, first of all, I'm never coming back to prison. And second of all, while I'm in society, I'm going to be productive. I am going to win. And you have that energy, and you've had that energy from day one. What, keep, what gives you that energy? Well, let me just say this. First of all, I know that I'm God's child. 
he chastens those that he loves, right? So I know that he had put me in a situation because he wanted to get my attention and wanted to, me to understand that the streets tricked me. The things that I thought meant something really meant nothing at all. Mm. Um, I've been able to stand on the shoulder of giants, literally. So I was incarcerated with Lauren Hill, uh, who became a very close friend of mine, who inspired me in great ways, right? And for me to even meet her, she had a 90 day sentence in prison. And for me to even meet her and she to inspire me the way that she did was just incredible. So I started off with an advantage, like from a lot of people don't know, but from behind bars, Lauren and I started filming. So we had a whole production company. I'm a prisoner. I'm a whole casting agent, getting people together to come out of prison. I did that. Then Yandy came along and then put me on her back. And I was able to work with her, um, with EGL Pud, doing the incredible, amazing things that she does. And then my sister, Tamika, I, I, I was able to get on her back and she helped to stamp me as an activist and you, my son. So it's like, I, I, I'm blessed. And I just want folks to know, because sometimes people look at me and they be like, yo, she's larger than life. You know what? I'm just blessed because God had me in line with his vessels. And that's key. Folks got to understand for God to move, he needs vessels right? And some of us answer the call. And I'm just grateful for those that answered the call. And I'm a quick learner. So I got up underneath them, soaked up the information and, and did what I needed to do with the contacts and the information I got. Wow. It, it puts me in the mind as we, we want to close out and thank you so much for being here, but it puts me in the mind. Uh, and you were just with us recently at the one year anniversary of, of Breonna Taylor's murder where we looked up and I saw a tweet from her where she, right 12 days before she was killed, she tweeted, take me to a place that I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of us are going to places that we can't imagine, but it's not work that we're doing. It's work that is happening for us because we are, we've decided that it's okay to answer the call. That call is on your life, Jamila, and we appreciate you so much you know for your you like innovative, creative um, nature and also your unwillingness to allow us to slip. Like you're always saying, you know, we could do more, we can do better, we can make changes. And I think because of that, uh, it makes us all better. You make people better when you put your hand in their lives. So thank you so very much for being the vessel. Yes, you are the vessel. You are the vessel, man. When I think about teams, you know, everybody has a job to do. They got point guards. They got somebody that rebounds the ball. And you just do, you are a motivator. Yeah. You know, you are somebody that not, and you take something from A to Z. You know, I have ideas sometimes and I call you with an idea and you be like, it's done. It's going to get done. And it it gets done, man. So we yeah. need people like you. You are a jewel. Continue to be great. Continue to shine. And you know, and I'm just glad that I know you and I can call you my sister. Yes. Humility Davis. Thank you Jamila so much. Humility Davis. Built to outlast Built the storm. Built to outlast the storm. Make sure you get that book right now. Not now, but right, right now. Now. Peace. Love you. Love you. Thank you guys. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Jamila's not just a motivator. She's an executor. And I think that's that important. Is, that's that the one thing. The you know, word. we didn't have a lot of time, but that was something that um, I wanted to talk about is the idea, like you said, when when you call her and say, I need to do something, the next thing you know, it's Jamila done. calls back and she done put together more than you asked for um, because she's so creative and she's an executor. And she will, if you give her your blessing, she will take projects and run it as far down the field, court, whatever you want to say, as she can. And then come and say to you, I just, you know, I need I need your help to sort of kick it over the line. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really thankful for her friendship because I can see where I've grown even in my own business acumen since. You know, being becoming friends with her. Same as mine. You know, I I always tell her, like you motivate me. She'll call me every time Jamila calls me. It's with an opportunity. It's just gonna do the right thing. thing. Like she's like, yo, bro, this this what I got for you. And it's like every time I see Jamila's phone. I don't, I don't let it ring twice because I know it's about something, man. So, yeah, because you know you got to bring home the you bacon. You got to bring home the bacon, man. You got three oh, kids. Oh, you don't, you, don't, you don't do bacon. Oh, yeah. You going to bring home the biscuits? You got to bring home the biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love Jamila. Now, you know it is Women's History Month. We're still and celebrating. that's black history. That's right. We're still celebrating Women's History Month. Um, we have tried to highlight all month women-owned businesses, uh, but as a part of street politicians going forward, we will be highlighting many businesses of Small all business owners. different type of people. So hit us businesses. up. We definitely want to get your business on our show so we can highlight you if you're doing amazing things. Send us your information. Yeah. So for those of you who are listening and are not seeing us in all of our fabulousness yes, today, you can go to Street Politicians um, a Pod, Street Politicians Pod on Instagram and DM us information about your business. Yep. Um, our brand expert, Latoya Bond, is constantly checking those our DMs. Resident our brand resident, expert. resident brand expert, Latoya Bond, is constantly checking those messages and 
she will uh, check out your business and ask you to send the product so that she will have an opportunity to um, evaluate whether or not you are prepared for the business that should come on from the number the one show. influx of on the number one show that we got watch our show uh, but if you are watching you see the information on the screen look boop, you know, they do that thing on our show when it goes like You this. act like you can see it. You know. <laughs> uh, you'll see the information there where you can send uh, inquiries and, and send information about your businesses. In keeping with that, I want to make sure to mention that I have on my Milano sweatsuit today, Milano de Rouge. I think it's Rouge. Yeah, it is Rouge. Rouge. Uh, this is uh, one of the dear sisters out of Philly um, who it has a brand. Her name is Milano, and she has this brand. You can go online right now and find her at I Am Milano. Uh, she has um, a number of amazing items on her website, lots of clothes, lots of fabulousness, and I ordered some stuff, and so I wore it today so That's I can right. support women-owned well, businesses. Support women-owned businesses. Women businesses. And again, in keeping with that, we're highlighting a small business today. Yes, we are. We have a another one of our friends. <laughs> this today is the Friendly Show. We should have called it Street Politicians, the Friendly Show. It's always the Friendly Show, man. You know, we like to highlight all people doing good things, but we have a show, so why not highlight our friends doing good Absolutely. things? Absolutely. You know, so this is a person who we've known forever. Before a long she time. is one of the most creative and beautiful persons that we know. And she has a brand that is so dope because we need this, like therapeutic services. services. Absolutely. You know, she's also a psychotherapist and she has had to cycle work on my, yes. and give me some therapy. She had to give me some therapy. I don't know if it's cycle. working. I don't know if it's working because you're still crazy. Well, listen, that's not true. We are not going to perpetuate falsehoods on this show. <laughs> If you need a therapist, that does not make you crazy. No, I didn't say, no. I just said, I don't know if it's working. I ain't talking about anybody. You talking about for me. Yeah, you is different. Whatever. But yes, our friend, Precious. We always call her just Precious. Just regular Precious. But it is Precious Arbaclia. Arbaclia. And she has a product that I think is so important because people are really, especially during this pandemic, getting into uh, self-care. And, and she always talks about meditation. She has a book a book called Just Breathe as well that I have read and have received a number of tips um, in the book. And now she has a product line that will help you reading, um, meditation, uh, meditating, getting yourself in the right mood in the right spaces. And we definitely need to find ways to bring it down because there's so much happening. Bring it down and be, uh, what is, what, how do they say, Romeo, you gotta get your chi. You got to get your chi together. You got to get your, align you know. your chakras. Okay, now, let me find out I'm you saying, know I know, I know a thing about, about Listen, man. So listen, we're going to go to our resident brand expert, <laughs> Latoya Bond, and she's going to tell you about Just Breathe. Just Breathe. Thanks, Tamika and Mice. Welcome to the brand market. I'm Latoya Bond, your resident brand expert. This week, the product that we're highlighting is specifically to promote wellness and self-care. I struggled with being able to take time for myself for a long time, and I started to do a lot of research, 
into meditation. And to be honest, it was really overwhelming. When I found this box, it was a breath of fresh air because it was curated specifically for people that are just beginning meditation. It has just the items that you need to start your journey into meditation. And it has been very helpful to give me exactly what I need to take a moment to just breathe and to sit with my thoughts. I'm gonna introduce you to Precious Avoclia so she can tell you all about the box and why she created it. Thanks Latoya and thank you, street politicians. I'm Precious Avoclia, licensed psychotherapist and founder of Just Breathe Inc. And I have our Just Breathe meditation box that has been particularly curated for the beginner meditator. I brought this box forward out of a moment in time where I recognized that stress management and anxiety management was particularly difficult for me. And I also noticed that within the black and brown community, meditation is a highly underutilized method of coping. So I wanted to bring my community something that was very digestible and simple. So you can literally open the box and create a wonderful meditation experience. A little more about what we have in the box. We have our 14 count affirmation card, which helps you in setting your intentions for your meditation. We also have our meditating and shit candle, which is a soy candle infused with essential oils that helps you do stress reduction and relaxation. We have our lavender eye pillow that helps you get right into a relaxed state for your meditation. We also have a simple sage smudge stick to start your meditation with cleansing your energy so that you can move through and start to harness whatever energy you choose to harness. And then we have our crystal bundles, which come in three options. You can choose your joy bundle, your transition bundle, or your peace bundle. So all of these items come together to create a beautiful meditation experience and helps you manage whatever you would like to manage, whether it's stress, whether it's anxiety, whether it's you trying to create a self-care practice, or you just wanna start living a different human experience. So thank you, Street Politicians, for highlighting my small business. Oh, I'm sorry. I was, I was having a mindful moment. Thank you, Precious. Thank you so much. I love this product. I hope you guys support this business. Before I throw it back to Tamika and Mice, I want to tell you guys how to submit your product to be featured. You can find us at the BBM Agency on all social media platforms, and the information is also below. Just breathe. Just breathe. Precious, man. That's a, that's how, I'm going to get that. She is precious. She is so precious, man. Her soul is just so beautiful, man. When you Looking at this show, man, seeing how many people have just moved in their purpose, right? Mm. We had Ronnie Brown. Yeah. Who, you know, she was pushed into her purpose. She's told you how the world had broke her down. She didn't believe in herself. She had past, you know, inferiority and, you know, Fear that yeah. was passed from parents that because we all have had that, you know, mm -hmm. and our parents just told us to get a job. And it brings me to my I don't get it. Mm. Why are we, especially black people, afraid of our greatness? Why are we so scared to be great? Why are we so scared to move in alignment with our purpose? You know, a lot of us second guess ourselves all the time. You know, I have conversations with. A lot of people all the time, and, and I don't not saying I'm better than anybody. I don't really have 
a lot of that, you know. I, oh, even, we know. You know, because for the know. most part, I believe I can you do anything walk in, in the your world. Confidence. That's and for sure. Even if I can't, I believe I can, you know. But I've realized that most of us, when you can see greatness in somebody, you be like, yo, you great, do this. And they be like, no. You know, I'd just rather just keep playing this little safe role because mm. it's I easy to do I told you that. why. I have had this conversation with you 9,000 million, 5 million, 1,000 million, 1,000 times. And what is it? That sometimes people feel afraid of what they believe, like my family's going to say, I think I'm all that. Um, you know, what if I succeed? Like, then what do I do? Mm. Uh, you know, what if I fail? It's, it's, it's so many different things that have been instilled in us from over generations of people beating us down and telling us we can't. And we're even afraid of the if we can. We are afraid of the backlash of family members and friends who might not support us or people who might who might laugh at us if it doesn't work out. So people are dealing with a lot of insecurities. And I know for me, it's like after being on the Grammy stage, I was 100% sure. You were. 100% sure. Every that the people backlash around me, people around me will tell you, you know it. Yandy sat in my room. In fact, I'm excited that, because people think, you know, you're making it up now. But there is a piece of, um, I hope they actually don't edit it out, but there's a piece of, uh, of something that a film, that filmers, or what do you call them, TV people, um, that they filmed where right before the Grammy performance is going live that night, I'm having a conversation with Portia, Yandy, and Linda Sarsour about how I'm feeling. And I explained to them that unfortunately, my level of excitement wasn't where it needed to be because I already knew, I was 100% sure that people were going to lose it over me being in that space. Uh, just because I think folks are more comfortable when you are, you know, not you doing are better than them. Yeah, when not you're in the box. doing better than them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and not to say that being at the Grammys makes you great, but certainly... Everybody needs, wants and needs, in my opinion, the opportunity to stand before the world and say what they have been, what they've been saying all along, right? And so I was being given that opportunity and I knew already that there was going to be haters. And guess what? I still continue to deal with haters mm -hmm. from other things that have happened recently. That's just what it is. I mean, I understand that. And, and, I, and I realize that. And I realize that the level of confidence that I have, even when, if I might be the worst of sudden, always thinking I'm the best, is something that's rare. So that's why I asked the question. But I also know that we need to figure out how do we empower our youth, right? Because, like you said, there's been this generational fear that's been passed down. Mm -hmm. There's been generational trauma that we have. You know, there's this insecurity that people have you know we need to start courses we need to start things that empower you that talk this energy into them i'm right. starting a, i'm start actually starting a course in an organization called raising kings mm -hmm. just for that purpose because i realize you know affirmation is is real i have these conversations with my sons every morning before i drop them off to school you know, and I said my mantra is their mantra is i'm a king and i'm chasing greatness and if i can't control myself 
I can't control anything. Mm. You know, and this hat actually comes from that mantra. This, you know, shameless plug. That's your way of shameless plug. That's your way of telling them don't get in trouble in school. Like that's where it came from. It did. did. You know what I'm saying? You got to control control yourself. yourself. (laughs) Because if you can't control you, you can't control nothing. But it's something that when you keep saying it to yourself, when you say I'm a king and I'm chasing greatness, it gives you a level of empowerment, man. So I, I just, I, I just tell all of our young kings and queens out there, don't be scared to live in your purpose. Don't be scared to walk your path. Don't allow anybody's insecurities, you know, to rub off on you. Yeah. Jay-Z said that, you know, you can't tell me what I'm I'm not going to be because what you haven't been. Mm. You know, people want to rub their insecurities and their fears on you, and, and, and I don't allow that. And I and I, I empower everybody. Like, I have these conversations with you all the time. Like you say, you always be like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to, you know, and I say all the time, like, you have to live in your purpose. You have to continue to walk in your purpose. God designed you for this exact moment. You know, what you're dealing with right now, the the backlash and everything is exactly what you're supposed to be dealing with because you are exactly, you are perfectly prepared to deal with this. Mm, I guess that's what they say. It don't always feel like that when you're going through it, but hey. Listen to me. It's cool. What we're going through is most great leaders in this world have went through, Absolutely. You know, they, they hung Jesus Christ. Well, listen, and we know we ain't nowhere near Jesus. Amen. And they shot Malcolm. Well, and we know we're not so... They killed Martin. We're nowhere near Malcolm, although they couldn't even find Malcolm a good place to be buried in Harlem, the place where he came from. So, And now, the people in in Harlem, not all of them, but many of them have his pictures hanging on the wall. And he got a boulevard. Hey, there you go. Listen to me. And that wraps up our show. Yeah. Once again, good show today. Good show. A lot good of show. good information. Good energy, good information, good, good, man. Good, good, good teamwork around here, guys. Teamwork. Good teamwork to the street politicians team. My cheers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My chakras is aligned, man. Shout out to everybody that came on the show. Shout out to you at home. We appreciate you for making us the number one podcast in the world. Continue <laughs> Speaking to watch it. Into it. Existence. Continue to watch. Continue to give your critiques. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Just tell us something. Don't tell us you hate us. Keep tell that me, to I, listen to me. I love because I embrace it. Because when you hate me, it just gives me more fuel. Mm. I feed off the hate. So listen to me. Give us all of your critiques. If you have something that you want us to discuss, let us know, man. And we appreciate y'all. Once again, I'm not gonna always be right. Tamika Mallory would not always be wrong. Sometimes she's gonna be wrong, but not always. But we will both. Always be authentic. Yes, yes. Thanks for joining. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Peace. Number one show. Number one, number one. That's how we own it. That's how we own it. That's how we own it. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? 
being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 